this has been a, a significant benefit for um, anybody who's who's kind of um, holding and managing federal student loans. But it also does make it confusing. And, and we kind of got an early glimpse of that as the administration said, well, this is the final extension. This is the final extension. And I, and I you know, the last couple of months, people have really been stressing out and wondering mm-hmm. how to prepare for repayment. And now, you know, we kind of, you know, had that as something we were potentially going to have to start. And now we've just kind of paused it for a little bit again. That is student debt expert and VIN Foundation board member, Dr. Tony Bartels. And this is the VIN Foundation's Veterinary Pulse podcast special student debt series. I'm Jordan Benchia, Executive Director of the VIN Foundation. Join me and our co-host and VIN Foundation board member, Dr. Matt Holland, as we talk with veterinary colleagues about critical topics and share stories. Stories that connect us as humans, as animals, as a veterinary community. This podcast is made possible by individuals like you who donate to the VIN Foundation. Thank you. Please check the episode notes for bios, links, and information mentioned. Welcome everyone. We are back here again. with our VIN Foundation board member and student debt expert, Dr. Tony Bartels, to talk about the latest news in student loans. And, you know, we had we had a podcast episode ready to record for today, didn't we, Tony? <laughs> we did. Yeah, we had to switch gears again relatively quickly. So Yeah, we yeah. had to switch gears relatively quickly because about an hour ago, um, news broke that doc, that President Biden has extended the COVID-19 emergency relief for federal student loans, making the new repayment restart date of May 1st. So, you know, we're, we're kind of pivoting as people are regularly doing now with COVID. <laughs> and now we're kind of back to, oh my gosh, what does this mean? And does May 1st even really mean May 1st at this point? Because we're always asking ourselves that. And um, Tony, let's dive right in and help us make some sense of this. What do you think? Yeah, well, I think it just supports the uh, moniker that you should never mark anything as final because I remember, <laughs> you know, what, reviewing the prior statements on this pandemic forbearance and over and over and over again, they said this was the final extension, final right. extension. And today it turns out it was not the final extension. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so we have another 90 days. So uh, this is the pandemic forbearance benefits for federally held student loans have been extended um, from February 1st, 2022 to now May 1st, 2022. So that means that no payment will be due, no interest will accrue. And if you're working towards any kind of federal student loan forgiveness, that time will also count uh, towards forgiveness as well. So this, again, is, you know, this, this has been a, a significant benefit for um, anybody who's who's kind of um, holding and managing federal student loans, um, but it also does make it confusing. And and we kind of got an early glimpse of that as the administration said, "Well, this is the final extension. This is the final extension." And I and I you know the last couple of months, people have really been stressing out and wondering mm-hmm. how to prepare for repayment. And now you know we kind of 
you know, had that as something we were potentially going to have to start. And now we've just kind of paused it for a little bit again. So, um, yes, I mean, so some of the same things apply. I mean, we definitely want people to pay attention, right? So, and the way that you can stay plugged into all this is to make sure that your contact information with your mm-hmm. loan servicer and with uh, the Department of Education is is up to date, right? And that's your email address, your current mailing address, right? Because they're going to be sending you email notifications um, and post mail notifications to to tell you a lot of this information. And and just in some of the conversations we've had to people close with us. A lot of people, you know, still have their school email listed with their loan servicer or with the Department of Education, and they don't necessarily check that one anymore. So, exactly. you know, they right, they don't they don't get this information, right? So, you know, basic steps, right? Just making sure that you know who your student loan servicer is, which can be challenging because there's a lot of loan servicer shakeups that are still going on concurrently here, right? So, making sure your contact information is up to date with your loan servicer as well as on the studentaid.gov portal where you can update that profile information as well. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> we have heard that a lot recently and it might, we just actually were told by a fellow colleague the other day, oh no, I created a fake email or an email <laughs> just for internet stuff so I didn't have to pay attention to any of that stuff. Well, this is the stuff you're gonna wanna have to pay attention to, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, make sure, you know, first baby steps here, right? So log in uh, to um, your loan servicer account, uh, log into studentaid.gov and make sure your current email, the one that you're actively checking is the active email in those profiles as well as your current mailing address. You're going to you're going to want to be able to receive all of the information that's that's being sent out um, regarding student loans. Right, right. Another thing we're we're getting questions about a lot is what about the auto pay information? Is that something that, you know, that's sort of far from people's minds now, right? Is that sort of a set it and forget it auto payment, auto payments for their student loans? What should they do about that? Yeah. So auto payment is, is another one of those benefits that come with your federal student loans. So particularly direct loans. If you um, enroll in the auto pay feature, meaning that you add your bank account to your loan servicer account so they can automatically deduct the minimum payment that's due when it's due each month, you'll receive a 0.25% interest rate reduction across all of your direct loans uh, for, for using that auto pay feature. When the pandemic forbearance went into effect, they turned all of those auto pays off, right? And they can't turn them back on. You have to opt into those, right? So you have to acknowledge that, yes, you want to opt back into the auto pay um, and make sure that your bank account information is the current bank account information to use to mm-hmm. have that monthly payment automatically deducted. So, uh, you know, having, making sure that you log into your loan servicer. Uh, renewing that auto pay or opting back in, or if you've never used it before, you want to you want to add that information so you're receiving that auto pay benefit once repayment does start. Mm-hmm. And this would apply to anybody who uh, has a zero dollar payment on their student loans, right? So you can have scenarios if you. Uh, particularly if you follow the VIN Foundation new grad playbook for those of you that have graduated into this pandemic forbearance, for example, in 2020 or 2021, we encourage people to graduate, consolidate, and apply for an income-driven repayment plan. And 
And in most cases, if you do that, you'll have a $0 payment on your student loans, which doesn't look like a payment, right? But you can still get the auto pay benefit once the pandemic forbearance period ends, if you enroll in the auto pay feature or renew that bank account information with your loan servicer. Right. And that, you know, we're hearing from so many people. I mean, the auto pay is just one example of that. They have just really not been thinking about, you know, student loans and restarting the repayment on Feb 1st. We started to hear, as you mentioned in the beginning, a little bit of panic coming through, right? From, yeah, <laughs> from some borrowers. Sure. <laughs> and and we were starting to see emails going out um, of, of things to do. And people started to get a little bit sweaty and a little bit uncomfortable <laughs> trying to figure out how to deal with this. And now that we've got, you know, an extended 90 days from Fed first, which just gives us, you know, four plus months from this time frame, um, there really is the opportunity to make smart choices and to set yourself up for success. And one thing that's going to be happening during this new extension time frame is taxes are due. So what do people, what should be people thinking about as they're, you know, getting ready to submit their 2021 tax return? Yeah, so this is normal end of year tax tax time, right? So uh, we do want to start thinking about any of those items that, um, or any of those financial moves that we can mm -hmm. make before the end of the year that will impact our uh, 2021 tax returns. And in, in a lot of cases, for those of us with federal student loans that are using an income-driven repayment plan, those same kinds of impacts to your tax return will also impact what your future monthly student loan payment will be. Right. So we want to start thinking about, you know, what what do I think my um, my adjusted gross income is going to be for the 2021 tax year? Right. So mm -hmm. how much um, money did I earn and what kind of benefits did I take advantage of during the course of the tax year that might reduce my gross income? yielding that adjusted gross income, right? So contributions to 401ks or traditional IRAs, um, health insurance premiums, um, health savings accounts or flexible spending account contributions, all of those sorts of things um, will be subtracted from your gross income and end up with the adjusted gross income, which determines how much you pay in federal income taxes, but it is also a metric you can use to renew your income documentation for your income-driven repayment plans when you're due to, when you are in fact due to renew, which again mm -hmm. is going to get pushed into the future, right? right? So when the when the pandemic forbearance and not to switch gears here too much, but when the pandemic forbearance was scheduled to end on this February first, we were told that nobody was going to have to renew their income documentation before August of 2020 at the earliest, right? So you can imagine that maybe that date is probably going to get pushed into the future as well. Do you right? mean so, um? August 2022? 2022, yes. Yeah, yeah sorry. Okay. So August yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's a possibility that that might get pushed. But even if it gets pushed anytime later in 2022, that's still going to be based on the AGI that you report in 2021. Correct. You'll have that option of using mm -hmm. your adjusted gross income from that most recent tax return, which at this point is going to be your 2021 tax return. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And, you know, this part is not surprising, but we hear this a lot in the different webinars that we do, and we've done quite a few in the last few weeks. So there are some people who have made payments to their loans during this time, even though they don't need to. And if they, you know, they don't know that there's a refund option. So there is a refund option, correct? 
Yes, that's correct. As part of the, the pandemic forbearance benefits, right? So if you've made a payment towards your federal student loans anytime between March 13th, 2020, when the pandemic forbearance period started through the end of the pandemic forbearance period, whenever that's going to be, you mm-hmm. can request a refund of those payments. Um, and in many cases, it makes a lot of financial sense to do so, right? right? Particularly if you're projected to hit student loan forgiveness, right? So that's where I would really encourage people to make use of this, again, bonus time that you have where you don't have any payments due on your student loans, you don't have any interest accruing, right? Researching your short and long-term repayment options, right? So you should have a pretty good handle on what your income is, even if you graduated um, this past May in 2021 from veterinary school, you should have a pretty good idea of what your income and earning potential is for this year and the the coming year, right? So you can start to use those things in your student loan repayment projections using the VIN Foundation Student Loan Repayment Simulator. And if you are projected to reach forgiveness, then it doesn't make any sense to make any payments during this pandemic forbearance period. Right. Your your best move is to pay the minimum that your income requires and to plan for the forgiveness. Right. And there are ways during this time, as hopefully borrowers have been doing so far, to really improve your financial wellness. Right. Exactly. Right. So instead of making payments towards, towards those student loans, you should be looking for opportunities to maximize your retirement savings. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have a robust emergency fund. Right. So you're looking for at least six months of expenses to have on hand in a dedicated emergency account, making sure you're, you know, again, if you're work for an employer who is offering you something like a 401k and they provide a matching incentive, you want to at least contribute the amount that you need to to require the maximum match from your employer but mm-hmm. even beyond that right try, you know i i try to get people to contribute at least 10% of their gross income into some kind of tax advantaged retirement account but you know challenge yourself to hit the irs maximum contribution limits right so for example mm-hmm. a 401k has a maximum contribution limit of 19,500 for the 2021 tax year see if you can hit that limit right i mean you don't have to make a student loan payment you know Use that right, money right. wisely. And if you do that, that'll also reduce your adjusted gross income in a lot of cases, which means your student loan payment will be lower when you do use that adjusted gross income to uh, document your income for an income-driven repayment plan. And we will, you know, some of the things that Tony's mentioned here and I've mentioned, as always, the links will be in the episode notes. Um what else do you feel like people should know or is there any other vital information that you feel like we need to share at this time yeah so the overlap and this is this is a common question that we get uh, a lot um even outside of the pandemic forbearance is is how you should file your taxes particularly if you're married Mm -hmm. right and you know again just with the timing of all this you've got some now extra time to work through that exercise so if you're recently married in 2021 or maybe you were married already uh, you've got federal student loans and you're kind of wondering you know should i file my taxes jointly or separately from my spouse how is that going to benefit my student loan repayment strategy how might it impact my taxes that i pay this is an outstanding time to start working through that Right. So in many cases, we see that it can be extremely financially beneficial uh, for married households. If just one of you, the veterinarian, has the student debt to probably file your taxes separately from your spouse. Right. But that's going to incur some 
tax penalties, if you will, or you're going to lose access to certain tax benefits and maybe even end up paying more in federal income taxes. However, you could end up saving a significant amount in student loan payments whenever we're due to start student loan payments again, right? So just considering what that might look like for you. And because we're not, nobody's going to have a payment that's due until at least almost midway through the 2022 two year, right? Mm-hmm. It may it may be that you don't have to file separately this year because you're already getting a benefit on your student loans through the pandemic forbearance for the next half of 2022. Right. right? So but you want to get those wheels turning. You want to start mm-hmm. doing that cost benefit analysis because it may make sense for you to file your taxes separately in the 2022 tax year. Right. So mm-hmm. it's 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 just about understanding, you know, am I using the right repayment plan that allows me to separate my income from my spouse if I file my tax return separately? Right. So a plan like IBR or pay as you earn allows you to do those things. Mm-hmm. If you're using repay, even if you file your taxes separately, you can't separate your income from your spouse. Right. So taking stock of the repayment plan that you're actually currently using and if that will allow you to have that flexibility of reducing your payment if you choose to file your taxes separately from your spouse. Yeah, this is really a great opportunity as it has been since March 2020 to do some housekeeping, right? To take care of the things that, you know, otherwise things seem so pressed and so pushed to figure out and decide. There, you know, borrowers are given a lot of opportunity here to spend the time on the financial wellness, think about the best tax situation, run simulations on the on the VIN Foundation student loan simulator, which of course we'll put a link to as well, um, and look at what the best repayment plan is. This is, re- or, you know, even public service loan forgiveness, doing some of the housekeeping there to make sure that things are lined up for you. These are really great opportunities to take advantage of. Right. And, you know, in, in those running those simulations, if you discover that you're constantly seeing an amount forgiven, right, make sure you're looking at that forgiveness planning module and how much mm-hmm. should I start saving towards my forgiveness or how much should I right. start boosting my forgiveness savings plan. Right. Again, with no student loan payment due, this is an outstanding time to really kind of work on that that forgiveness savings plan. Right. I hope that nobody has to actually use it. Right. Mm -hmm. But you Mm want to have some kind of forgiveness savings on hand in the event that we reach student loan forgiveness and that incurs um, a tax liability. Right. Right. So um, the sooner you can start saving for that, the longer time you give yourself to save for that, the easier it's going to be to reach that target and the easier it's going to be to adjust if need be, if you need more or or maybe less or none at all um, Mm -hmm. when and if we reach student loan forgiveness. Right. And, you know, as always, you can stay up to date on the VIN Foundation um, website. We'll put a link there um, to stay up to date with information and news. And we can help by sending out news alerts and on this podcast, um, checking for new episodes as well as on social. Any other suggestions that you have, Tony? Um, I, you know, while this is going on, so I, I, the one thing that I do, um, I'm encouraged by this decision to extend the pandemic forbearance, particularly while the loan servicer shakeup is happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, and, and I wonder if this also didn't have something to do with it in addition to, you know, the new uh, COVID variant that we're all kind of um, monitoring and dealing with, but mm-hmm. um you know, Fed Loan Servicing again has announced that they are quitting, so they're in the process of moving 
loans from Fed loan to one of the other loan servicers. Navient uh, announced that they are exiting the loan servicer business and they're moving their loans to um, AidVantage, right? So you, those of you that have Navient will probably have seen those emails, presuming that your your contact information is up to date. <laughs> that, is, that is actually going on right now, right? Those mm-hmm. loans are being moved. And, you know, it was kind of getting close to Right. When uh, the repayment was due to restart, and you know they were they're still in the process of moving loans, and and when loans get moved, mistakes get made, right? Just like right. when you move from one location to another, something always gets lost or damaged in the move, right? For whatever reason, the same thing seems to apply with your student loans when they move it from one servicer to another. So. Mm-hmm. You really have to pay attention uh, while those loans are getting moved to make sure all that information is is translating um, over to the new loan servicer correctly, and that you're you're seeing everything that you expect to see in that new loan servicer account. Right, and you know we also want to say that we these podcasts I know they they can seem sort of one way because you can't ask questions, but we are here to answer questions. And there is a huge resource on the student debt folder on Vin that you have access to from VIN Foundation for free. You don't need to be a VIN member. Um, And we'll put that link in the episode notes as well, because any questions that you're having, I assure you others are having them as well. And, you know, we started to see some emails being sent out from Fed Loan Servicing a couple of weeks ago, and I'm sure there'll be more emails coming (laughs) with with now adjusted comments (laughs) and adjusted suggestions and timeframes. And if you have any questions about those, please share them because there are lots of other colleagues who are in your situation and we encourage you to post questions and Tony can answer, other colleagues can answer, and you even have the option of doing so anonymously. So we really encourage you to reach out. You are not alone in this process. We are here to help you. And yeah, anything else? Yeah, that's, that's, how yeah. We, that's how we learn uh, a lot of the information that right. we're, we're sharing with you, right? So a lot of the questions about some of the snags that have been happening with loans being moved from FedLoan and, and Navient and, and people trying to make sure that they can you know, docu- document all of their historical progress towards forgiveness and how to go about that and where to look for that information. And you know, so we're, we're developing quite a, you know, a database of, of information that answers those common questions that, that are happening while people are working their way through repayments and, and also you know, trying to um, give you all this, you know, kind of the, the best practices to use so you can avoid some of the, some of the common mistakes that we've seen made um, over the years with, with student loans and, and repayment. Yeah, and really it's only through colleagues being willing to share their stories that we're able to learn more and through that be more helpful. So we really encourage you guys to reach out and engage and ask questions. All right. Well, I think that we're going to keep this somewhat short, mostly because we just want to get this out and get everybody the information. Anything else you think we should leave our audience with, Tony? Yeah, just you know, eyes open, right? Pay attention, mm-hmm. uh, ask questions. Um, you know, this this stuff is. Uh, I you know, I guess I wouldn't have anticipated that they were going to extend this one. Um, again and they did right right right. so you never know what can happen um you have to you know keep keep uh keep staying plugged in and and keep working on your overall financial wellness right enjoy this uh student loan payment interest free time frame Mm -hmm. and use that to explore other areas of your financial wellness which in my opinion um are way more important than than worrying too much about your student loans right yeah 
we're here to help and thank you for being here and listening and stay tuned and we'll we'll, we'll be back with more news i'm sure soon <laughs> and check out the episode links and we hope to see you on the message boards and engaging thanks right, everyone thank you. yeah thank you jordan thanks tony thank you for joining us for this episode of the veterinary pulse Please check the episode notes for additional information referenced in the podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow, subscribe, and share review. We welcome feedback and hope you will tune in again. You can find out more about the VIN Foundation through our website, vinfoundation.org, and our social media channels. Thank you for being here. Be well.